Get Jolted into electrifying health and well-being with The Jolt Files. A spark of inspiration that will ignite your body and mind and shock you out of the same old routine. This is The Jolt Files with your host, Katherine Berry. Hello and welcome. My name is Catherine Berry and with me is Matthew Bauer from the Acupuncture Now Foundation. We've been talking about what is acupuncture and how does it work and the types of conditions that it's useful for. Today, I'm going to talk with Matthew about the actual process of diagnosis that an acupuncturist would use. So Matthew, you mentioned in our last episode that somebody would do a a thorough consultation and then go through a series of acupuncture and oriental medicine techniques. Could you talk us through those? Well, the the long-held way of approaching the diagnosis in Chinese medicine is to say that there are four main categories that the practitioner will do with their patient. Looking, listening, asking, and feeling. And under each of these four is actually many, many different techniques. So different practitioners may rely on one or other of those four more than another one would. And then within each of those four categories, there are many subcategories. But two of the most widely used and and long-held as most important diagnostic techniques in Chinese medicine is tongue diagnosis by looking at the tongue and pulse diagnosis by feeling the pulses, especially the pulses at the wrist. So Matt, could you tell us a little bit more about tongue diagnosis? What's that all about? Well, the acupuncturist will usually ask the patient to stick out their tongue and hopefully the patient sticks it out far enough so we can see the, the, the whole tongue. But what we, when we do that, we're looking for several different things. First of all, we're looking for the overall shape of the tongue, the color of the tongue, whether there are any, any in, like teeth marks on the side or cracks, we call fissures within the tongue. Uh, any of the bumps, the papillae are sticking out. And then we look at things like the the coating, whether it's a thick or thin coating, if there's any coating at all, the color of the coating, the moisture of the tongue, several different things we look for. So could you tell us a little bit more about what it is you're looking for in, in looking at all these different signs and symptoms? How might that be useful? The basic division as we look at the tongue as a whole is we're pretty much trying to understand what's going on inside the body, especially the internal organs and glands, pretty much within from the top of the head to the to the bottom of the torso. So if you think about the torso from below the navel and then from the the navel to the diaphragm and then the diaphragm to the throat or even including the head and below the the navel is represented on the root of the tongue, the back of the tongue. Where the digestive organs are from the navel to the diaphragm, that's in the middle of the tongue. And then the top of the tongue is like the chest cavity 
where the lungs and heart are. So say, for example, if somebody has a really red tip of their tongue, that suggests that they have heat in the upper cavity, in the lung uh, heart area. But the heart area and the heart in Chinese medicine is not just the organ, the heart, but it has to do with what we call the heart system, which in this case also involves the mind or emotions. So often people with a red tongue at the at the tip of the tongue that suggests that they have this heat in the upper part of the body including the mind so a person like that might have insomnia because their mind is racing so they might have trouble sleeping they might be prone to respiratory problems like have some history of chronic respiratory disorders and those would all be signs of heat in the upper chamber of the torso and including the mind so Matt, could you tell us more about how the tongue is used as a mapping system in this diagnostic process? When we look at the tongue and we see some kind of sign on the tongue that suggests to us something about the dynamic that's happening inside the body, like in this case, heat in this upper area, we don't just take that and say, okay, we've made a firm diagnosis. These are qualities that we look for that we then try to put together with the other diagnostic methods. Like say for example with pulse diagnosis. With the pulse diagnosis we feel three different positions at the wrist and those three positions just like the three levels of the tongue, the, the tip and the middle and the root of the tongue, those three positions that we feel with the pulses help us to understand the dynamics of what's happening in the those three chambers of the torso. So if somebody has a a red tip of the tongue and we feel the pulse that would relate to that top part of the chest cavity and we feel there that the pulse is somewhat racing and maybe a kind of what we call a choppy pulse, some kind of sharpness to the pulse, that would help to confirm for us that yes, there does seem to be this heat in the upper chamber. But then we could also look to verify that with different types of symptoms that the patient has. So these techniques aren't considered to be 100% accurate that we can simply completely diagnose a condition by just doing one of these techniques. We look to see a pattern emerging and we use these techniques to help verify that yes, there does seem to be this pattern here that we see happening and overlapping with these different diagnostic techniques. But if you see something that seems to conflict, that you that looked like there was heat in that upper cavity based on the tongue, but nothing else seems to confirm it, well, it's kind of like a detective dealing with evidence. You have to figure out now, what is that evidence telling you? And you mentioned too, there's other methods of an acupuncturist conducting a diagnosis. What other systems might they be looking for or information they might seek from a patient before making that final diagnosis? Well, the history has a lot to do with it, uh, looking at the history of the symptoms. Family history could also definitely play a role. There are some other methods like doing different types of palpation, and there's many different schools of palpation but feeling different acupuncture or acupressure points. For example, there is a group of points that are generally referred to as alarm points, meaning that if you press those spots and they're more sensitive, more tender than they should be, it's kind of an alarm telling you, hey, there's something up with that system. 
So there are alarm points for like the the major organ systems in the body. So the heart system, the lung system, the liver system, and so forth. So if you press those points and you find extra sensitive tenderness there, then that is another bit of evidence that's leaning towards a conclusion about the type of imbalance in the body. And so in summing up, Matthew, what you've been talking to us today about is a full diagnostic process that an acupuncturist would go through. We've been talking about looking, listening, asking, and feeling all palpation. We've talked in depth about tongue diagnosis and pulse diagnosis. So what we're going to be talking about in our next episode is looking at those internal systems. You've been listening to Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional and Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for listening to The Jolt Files, your electrifying source of healthy East meets West wisdom. Zap over to thejoltfiles.com for exclusive content and special offers. And join us on the next episode to get your spark for life recharged.